Jaspers took away. Jaspers gets your money's worth. Now, that was What's up and welcome back to episode 74 of Pro Pels Talk presented by Liquid Death and Ornitos Tequila, part of the Boot Crew Media Network. Justin Napoli alongside Ross Tivano. We've got a lot to talk about today. Devontae Graham, welcome to New Orleans. Garrett Temple, welcome to New Orleans. Uh, Sadoransky, I guess, welcome to New Orleans. Hopefully we move him. Maybe he's a backup point guard. I don't know. We will see. Let's, let's just get into it, Ross. First off lunchtime pod i'm a fan of it um how are you fantastic good always exciting getting uh you know you hit that little lull right between even the end of the playoffs and uh in this first day of free agency i guess you have the draft which is kind of a one-night deal but yeah the first day of free agency is always just total madness and um yeah excited to talk about i mean I, i think you know, from what I can gather on Twitter, I think Pelicans fans had unrealistic ex- expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think yesterday was all bad. So, no, let's see. Yeah, let's uh, into it. let's yeah. so Devontae Graham right off the bat. So, the first trade happened was Lonzo Ball sign trade. Uh, coming back was Garrett Temple, Sadoransky, and a second rounder for Lonzo Ball. Um, there was a lot of a lot of back and forth on Pelicans Twitter of, well, where are we going now? A lot of free agents start following the Kyle Lowry's, the Chris Paul's. Um, but then around nine o'clock last night was reported Devonte Graham sent to the Pelicans and assigned an assigned trade with the Hornets. We give up a first round uh, to the Hornets. We give up a first round lottery protected pick and we signed Devonte Graham for four years, $47 million. Um, just right off the bat, Lonzo and Graham offensively Ross put up the same numbers. Like they're, they're pretty close to each other. Um, they're both in the 37 percentile and three point shooting uh, catch and shoot. They're both in the 40 plus percentages. Um, they don't really attack the rim. They don't really get to the free throw line. Lonzo ball, six, six Devonte Graham, six, one. Um, when Devonte Graham did start in 2019, he was eighth in the league at seven and a half assists, average 18 a night. He was really good for that Hornets team that didn't really have much playmaking ability like he will have in New Orleans with Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson. Now, everybody seems to like the player, Devontae Graham. Not everybody likes the giving up the pick. What are your thoughts um, with the Devontae Graham uh, signing trade? Yeah, so uh, you kind of hit it there, right? I, I mean, I think just uh, objectively looking at it, Devontae Graham, that, that, is, a, that is a very low-risk, safe deal. Like there's basically no way for him unless I guess he gets injured to not perform to that deal. Right. Cause worst case, you know, look, maybe he's, maybe he has to start for us for a little while. Maybe he doesn't, but in either case, you're getting a, in my opinion, a quality NBA guard on the order of $12 million a year. Absolute worst case. You can move off that deal in a heartbeat. That That is a tradable asset worse. you know, at its worst at best, He's a guy that provides shooting and spacing and possibly punch off the bench. There's a lot of things he can do. I'm perfectly fine with the deal. I think where people are frustrated, like you said, is that Griff sort of got, I think in some ways got taken advantage of. Um, with giving up the first round pick. With, give, with giving up the first round pick. It's really, no, it's, it's really no different, right, than what happened in the Lonzo deal. The Bulls <laughs> called our bluff, right? You have two choices in restricted free agency. Either you match or 
the threat of matching, right, is how you sort of can work out some of these signing trades. Obviously, sometimes it, it just is beneficial for both teams, but they don't have a ton of incentive, right? The Bulls knew we weren't right. matching, so they weren't right. going to give you Kobe White. They weren't going to give you any of the stuff that you might have actually wanted. Um, they kind of gave you the leftovers. That That's fine. I feel like we flipped, they flipped, Charlotte flipped the script on us where they kind of called our, you know, we, we, we nervously almost feels like, Hey, we'll give you a first round pick to not match. Right. And I, I mean, look, it's a, it was a, it's a market deal. Maybe they match it. Maybe they don't, I I don't know. Um, But that, that's the only thing it felt like to me. But at the end of the day, you gave up something on the order of maybe the 15th pick to get on a, on, in my opinion, a, a market, maybe even a slightly below market deal. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I want to get to Jake Madison's tweet here. So Jake Madison had a really good tweet yesterday. So the Pelicans give up the 2022 Lakers pick in the Memphis trade with JV. They include their 2022 pick in the Devontae Graham trade. That means they cannot trade their 2023 draft pick this season to improve the roster at the trade deadline. That was from Jake Madison last night. That makes sense. I see why some people are kind of mad, but at the same time, to your point, it was it would have been very easy for the Hornets to match Devontae Graham. Twelve, you know, twelve million a year. They could have done that. The Pelicans needed a point guard. They needed a playmaker. They needed somebody to replace Lonzo Ball. Now, do we know th- there's still moves to be made? He could be starting, he might come off the bench. I'm interested to see Devontae Graham with Lonzo with um Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson and even JV as well. I think he's a good point guard. I've watched some film on him. He's a guy that oozes confidence. He, he kind of reminds you a little bit of Nikhil Alexander Walker with like shoot to get hot, shoot to stay hot kind of mentality, which I really, really like. Um, but I wanted to bring up the graph that you made for us, uh, Ross, and you compared four players here. And we're going to bring it up uh, to everybody tuned in right now. And right, right here off the bat, here's the grid uh, player a B C and D Ross. I want you to take it from here. Yeah. So, so really, I mean, and this is just a point of comparison, right? Cause some people either don't know a lot about Devonte Graham or don't think he's very good or whatever. Right. I mean, he was a, you know, not a high pick kind of came out of nowhere, but you, you just put four players and, and these are just four kind of similar ish guards. Um, and the, when you start looking at it, it, you know, there's, there's some minor differences here, but, but not crazy differences. And the biggest thing that's not on here, right? So player A is, is Graham. These are last year's per 36 numbers. Okay. So la- player A is Graham. Player B is Terry Rozier. Player C is Kyle Lowry. And player D is D'Angelo Russell. Well, let's talk about the cost for these numbers. And really the, the biggest difference here is a couple points in field goal percentage. And hey, that may go up playing with Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram where he, he may get more open looks, right? Terry yeah. Rogier is in, in the $19 million range. Kyle Lowry just got 30. D'Angelo Russell is going to cost 29 million next year. We've got Devonte Graham. Who's going to give you similar ish production at $12 million a year. It's not this, the deal and the player are fine. They're, they're perfectly yes. fine. Look, Devonte Graham is not bringing us to an, uh, to a championship. Let's just put that out there right now. Okay. Nobody thought that this is not the splash move that people wanted but this is an okay deal. Like this is an okay move and this is an okay player. It's perfectly fine. It's nothing it's that we didn't overpay for. Like we're used I, to doing it. I was in a big argument. I was in a big argument with somebody earlier who, who was all upset and everything. Is the team today better than the team was two weeks ago? Yes. A hundred percent. Unquestionably. Right. Unquestionably. They're, They're absolutely better. 
And that's absolutely a better team. If you went into free agency thinking that we had a chance to get Kyle Lowry or one of these other guys, like I almost feel bad for you because you allowed yourself to believe something that was never going to happen. Right. It was those guys don't come to places like this. And I'm not saying that new Orleans is not a desirable place. I'm saying that we haven't made the playoffs. We're like, we're not a good team at this point. We've had three coaches in three years. Like this is not a stable situation. This is not a historic winner. This is not a place that has veterans, you know, the LeBron, the people that can get other people to come here. Oh, and we're not necessarily willing to overpay for, for, a, you know, a mid-level free agent. Like we weren't going to get those guys. You're right. working on the periphery this year. And if we're going to do something big, it's going to have to happen in the trade market. So, and like, I want to get to that. It, it, so, yeah, go so ahead. Let, let's get to that, Mark. Now, Schmidt, uh, who I think has been doing a great, great job the past two days, I think Schmidt do has been really, really good. I uh, had a tweet here today. Um, he's talked to two cap guys about the Rashawn Holmes deal, and he's saying it's not technically legal, right? So the Kings have either future moves pending or there was a misreport or something like that. So to his second tweet, he says future moves pending would have to create over just over 12 million cap space. Um, so maybe dumping Bagley and or trading Buddy Heald. Um, now we all know that the Lakers were pretty close to landing Buddy Heald and then they flip flopped and went to Russell Westbrook. Ross, do you think that Buddy Heald is possibly a get for this team? Because he makes sense. He's a knockdown shooter. Uh, he obviously was drafted by this franchise a couple of years ago, then shipped off of the boogie, you know, boogie cousins deal. You know, people say Buddy Heal, people say Malcolm Brogdon. What do you got? Look, if I mean between those two players, I want Brogdon like ten times over. Okay, I think Brogdon is a just a a, a, a wholly better player than, than Buddy Heal. Yeah. That's just my opinion. I think he's a much better defender. He's a much more committed team defender. He's more versatile on the offensive end. He's just Malcolm Brogdon, in my opinion, is a much better player than Buddy Heal. Having said that. Buddy Heald fits with what I think we've been looking for all offseason in the sense that he can stretch the floor, he can stand out there, he can shoot, he can do some things that are useful for what we're looking for. Oh, and he's not going to cost $30 million, okay? But at the same time, I, I'm a little bit – I'm a little bit uh, – like I don't love Buddy Hill's contract either, right? He's locked in for, you know, it is declining. I think he's 22 next year. It looks like 20 and a half and then 18. So it's not an awful deal. It can be moved if needed. Um, the question is, what does it take to get him? And, yeah, you know, and can it, can it be done? I, look, he, he unquestionably would be a solid player for us next year. But again, getting Buddy Hill does not take this team into a top four, five, six seed. It just doesn't happen. Um, so I'm not like, I don't lose sleep if we don't get Buddy Heal. Let's just say that. Sure. And we talked about this earlier this morning is that you still got Brandon Ingram. You still got Zion Williamson and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, I think is a, he has to play good this year. Um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker is somebody that, you know, we've, we've been shown the workout videos and upcoming, you know, you know, uh, I'm not rookie of the year, but you know, you, he has to be a guy that is an important piece for this team moving forward. He's, he's got to be a guy now. He, he does, you know, Drew Holiday's gone. Lonzo's gone. I feel like Nikhil Alexander-Walker, it is his time to shine. He shot around 33% this year or last year from three-point line, but we all know he's a walking bucket. And also defensively, he's actually very good as well. So I, he's a guy I'm looking at to step up to kind of fill that void with Lonzo Ball gone, things like that, being a lead guard. And if you get a buddy healed, possibly hopefully on Malcolm Brogdon, something like that on the trade market, this team becomes fine. Now, me and you have 
going back, this team's not going to win a championship this year. And I think that like people have these asp- big aspirations. They're just not. They're not ready. Well, they and, and everybody mm-hmm. wanted. Everybody thought the Lonzo thing was going to net you some bigger reward. It hey, right. it wasn't gonna. I think you know to your point about Alexander Walker, and this is in my opinion even true for Kyra and Jackson Hayes pending whatever happened with him in, in California, those three guys are still so important for this year and, and the, and the rookie, right? Both of them are so important for this year because to the extent that any of those guys can just take a a step or even a leap forward, you now become a player in the trade market. How many times have we talked about, you want to get a James Harden type, you want to get a Bradley Beal, Anthony, look at the, look at the trades, right? We have all these picks and that's That's awesome. The Nets pick. You You have to, you have to attach quality young players with potential to either make an all-star team or be impact players, right? Harden, yeah, there was a bunch of picks involved in that, but you had Levert and you had Jared Allen. Jared Allen just got $100 million from the Cavs. Yeah. Karis Levert's a big piece. Anthony Davis, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, made an all-star team, got a max contract. If you can't attach something that could turn into something to a deal, you've got nothing. You're never going to get that third guy, third star that everybody wants here. So. Right. It, it's it is their development is still look Zion and Bi and them getting better. That's that's in terms of winning games. That's the most important thing. In terms of getting that third piece, Kyra and Naw Jackson Hayes all have to take another huge yep. step forward. And Jackson oh. Hayes and Naw did last year. They took a step. Now we yep. need the leap. Now we need the leap. And Kyra Lewis is going to have a summer league under his belt. I'm, I, yep. I'm expecting Kyra Lewis to make a leap this year. But as we said, those three guys have to take a leap this year. Yeah. They're huge for this team. So, um, and then moving forward here to let's go to Lonzo Ball real quick. Um, you get Garrett Temple, you get Sadoransky, you get a second rounder. I mean, a lot of people wanted something more. I just don't think we already kind of hashed on that. I, I just didn't really think you could have gotten much more for Lonzo Ball. He's a good player, things like that. We got Devontae Graham. You get uh, Garrett Temple, who's a just a veteran leader. Sadoransky, who knows, he might be sent the other way. We'll see. Um, quick thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't actually, I mean, I guess if to the extent that it, it helps you do something else, Saturansky is a fine player to me that can come in, handle the point. Um, it, I mean, you, you just weren't going to get anything back. You had no leverage, right? And in doing these deals, leverage is everything. We had none and we weren't going to match Alonzo ball deal. Having said that, like, if, if we move on from those players, great. It doesn't it sound, it sounds like Temple's definitely here. Uh, Saturansky, it sounds like there's a little more, you know, that's a more fluid situation. If he is here, though, he's a quality backup rotational player. He's a guy that plays, right? He's not, this is not a scrub. This is not an end of the bench guy. This is a guy that can come in. I mean, I think for his career, he's probably averaged something on the order of 22, 23, 25 minutes a night for multiple teams. He's a guy that can come in and actually play. I mean, I think last year he shot over 50% for the Bulls playing almost 25 minutes a night. Okay. So not a terrible player. It, that, no. Like you got something for nothing, right? He was the, the difference was he's leaving. Lonzo was gone. And look, if the Sadoransky thing is if even if he's gone, then he helped ideally he helped you get something else. If he stays, he's only here one year, ten million dollars. Right. Fine, fine player. Um, from Josh in his bag on YouTube, do we get Hart back? I don't I'm not really sold on. I think Josh Hart's very replaceable. I think we have Najee Marshall. I'm not very necessarily. Yeah, I think I think the I think the Garrett Temple and Garrett Temple thing kind of make is Josh Hart's out the door. Yeah. So, um, do you think he's possible for a signing trade uh, opportunity for Josh Hart as well, or no? 
Is that a possibility? Do you think that Josh Hart could be lumped into something with a sign and trade? I think he definitely could be lumped into something. Uh, you know, that Memphis deal is just getting so uh, convoluted. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot of things that could still be pushed into that. It just is it's getting it's getting confusing, even for somebody that sort of follows this stuff every day like we do. Um, I definitely think Hart is a candidate for a sign and trade. I don't know what that looks like or to who, or to be honest with you, who we would even be targeting in that situation. Yeah. Um, so, real but I quick, don't think he, but I don't think he's back here. I'll say that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, he, he hustles. He's like, he's, a, he's a fine player. I just don't need to overpay for Josh Hart. There's just, you have Najee Marshall waiting in the wings. Najee Marshall can easily fill that void. Um, Heat and Lakers. Uh, the Heat make some splashes yesterday that I don't necessarily agree with. They're going to be good. I still don't think they're good enough to beat the Nets, but uh, pay Lowry $90 million, pay Duncan $90 million, get P.J. Tucker, and then they extend Jimmy Butler. Um, and then the Lakers, uh, Jesus, uh, Trevor Ariza, Ellington, Bazemore, and Dwight Howard. That's a uh, mess. That Laker, team, that Laker team is quickly turning into a mess. It, 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 it will look. It's kind of like the, the Cavs situation, right? Like LeBron is leaving. <laughs> I have been probably as vocal of, of, you know, of how not excited I was about having all of these picks and everything. I'm actually pretty excited about having these, these mid-2020s Laker picks now. LeBron is leaving that cupboard bare. LeBron the player, one of the best of all time. LeBron the GM, I wouldn't let him. I literally wouldn't let him manage my daughter's five-year-old AAU team. I mean, I, I, listen, the Lakers have a really big three, and we talked about it this morning. But if one of those guys go down, that team is not very good. And we all know LeBron and, and AD aren't going to play eighty-two games this year. Uh, Russell Westbrook's just a gamer; he's always going to play. But the Lakers' moves are, you know, they're making all these like veteran moves. They're kind of heads like Trevor Ariza is still a, like I cannot believe Trevor I, is still. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's a. It's a. It's just a gross team. I mean, it, yeah. it really is for me. I, they, and they may win it all. Look, if they stay healthy, they they are yes. absolutely a candidate to win it all. Sure. But they are not setting themselves up. No. And granted, look, when you have LeBron James, you're not really worried about two years from now. You're worried about stacking up as many titles as you can. Right. So that team could look god awful in three years. That team, yeah, I mean, it could just be an absolute pick. train wreck. So that's very good for the uh, Pelicans moving forward. Uh, last thing. Um, so just. Pelicans don't overpay for the first time in a while, right? So I felt like we overpaid for Steven Adams last year when we extended him. We've overpaid mm -hmm. for Solomon Hill, Omar Ashik, Alexa Ajinka. So I mean, the list goes on and on. This year, Griffin didn't – he clearly made it a point that he wasn't going to overpay um, for guys in kind of like a bleak market, Ross, right? So, like, yes, I mean, we could have paid $32, $33 million for Kyle Lowry. Did, does Kyle Lowry really – really make this team that much better. Like I, I just, I pulled it up. I, I, I don't, I, tr and I'm not just saying this, look, Kyle Lowry has some leadership capabilities. He's still a very like solid player and everything, but he just isn't like, he just isn't that great of an on court player anymore. He's just, just he's a very good leader. He can yeah. run your offense. He can do a lot of really good things. He's a tough as hell guy, but that's it. Like, $30 million for our team. Kyle Lowry doesn't make us a championship contender. I don't like that money is best left either split amongst multiple guys that can make the team better given to younger guys that can grow with us or kept around on one year deal type players, stuff that you can move off of in the event that somebody that is integral to the future or could be integral to the future comes available for a trade. I, yes. I, let me, let me cut you off here. So yeah. uh, Devontae Graham's player, a player B is Terry Rozier. Player C is 
Lowry, and D is D'Angelo Russell. So there you go. I mean, Kyle, uh, Kyle Lowry, player C. Basically, all of those guys make at least double or triple what Devontae Graham makes. I mean, it's a, listen, it's a great deal. I understand we get a first rounder and things like that, but like, it's a good deal. Uh, David Griffin, there's, you know, there's no way that, um, he's done making moves. I don't know what's next. I think he's gonna have to be big in the trade market, but he's not done. So I know it's hard to be patient. It's hard to be a small market and we want big splashes, but that's just not how small market teams win. And the last point I want to make Ross is we talked about it again this morning, the Phoenix Suns, right? They had Devin Booker, they had DeAndre Ayton, Mikel Bridges, right? Then they traded for Chris Paul, right? Everyone forgets that, that they traded for Chris Paul. You know, they go off, they 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 take the momentum from the bubble, they make a great run through the playoffs, get to the finals. Then Chris Paul sees it, wants to stay there, try to try to win a championship before he retires. So you got to be creative being a small market team. You got to draft well, you have to trade well. Um, I do think Devontae Graham's a good player. I we're going to have to see how the rest of this roster looks here in the next couple of weeks. And I think we're going to start getting some answers uh, very soon, but you know, thanks for joining us again. I love this little lunchtime, little podcast. Uh, stay tuned. You can follow us on Propels talk on Twitter or Instagram. It's Ross Tivino, Justin Napoli. Once again, this podcast is sponsored by liquid death water. Yes, that is a water, not coffee and or energy drink and also by Ornitos tequila. So um, hope to thanks for everybody joined and we will see y'all shortly.